Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast with myself, Mark Finnegan and Mark Ellis. Hello. On tonight's episode, we're going to be looking back at the Manchester City game, the Barnsley Cup victory and also the Spurs 0-0 draw at White Hart Lane. We'll also be taking a look at Everton's transfer window dealings and the final deadline day activity from the Blues as we saw Everton sign two players. So, Mark, a lot, has, an awful lot's happened since we last met. Um, yeah. How are you feeling after the past, the events of the past three weeks? Okay, a little bit. Sort of, it's been a different start as an end to the season, and it's like, you know, the uh, the transfer window underwhelmed a little bit. But there's been, there's been the odd, there's been some positive signs on the pitch. Although, you know, we've sort of been up and down, as you know, there's not, we haven't sort of found a settled rhythm to our season yet. yet. So I just think. That it, I think this weekend is pivotal coming up. It's something, you know, if we can get something against Chelsea, then that could install belief and all that. Thus far, we've played some good stuff. We've played some not so good stuff. Um, it's been pretty average, hasn't it, to be honest, starts the season. Yeah, I think I, I completely agree about the Chelsea game, though, Mark. Um, it could be like the, the basically kickstart we need. Yeah. And I remember a couple of seasons ago when Roberto first took over. I think we drew our, drew our first three. Um, if I remember rightly, we beat Chelsea one 0 in the September, and it, it, we didn't we didn't really look back from then on in. But um, it has it's been a bit it's a bit here and there, isn't it? I mean, obviously we've kept two clean sheets away from home. Uh, we had the fanta- fantastic win at Southampton. Um, you know, some people might say the Spurs result was a good result away from home. Um, the Manchester City game was all a bit routine, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, fit. Further back than that, the Watford game, um, pretty a game of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. The City game was just, you know, basically, you know, we didn't really expect anything. We didn't get anything, did we, from that match? But it was, I think the, the sort of thought with the City game was that Marmes sort of didn't really help with it. It was a really cautious start, and Eleven wasn't it, that he put out, you know, it sort of, give City all the impetus they needed. They've got enough class as it is, but I think you've got to start to want to lay a glove on teams like this, you know, using what you've got attacking-wise to try and hit these teams. But I just thought we sort of turned up, didn't expect much and didn't get much, you know. It's just one of them, wasn't it? It, it, turned, it did turn to be quite routine. I mean, Everton did OK, but I think yeah. uh, we, we said this after the games. I mean, Mark, you can't just do OK against the likes of City and expect to get a win. You've got to be on top of your game and... I think, yeah. I think the week before against Southampton, we, we probably saw a, a, as good as Everton performance as we have in many years. And, you know, to carry that through into the following week was always going to be a tough ask. But I think it, it, it was all too it was all too too easy in the end, I thought, for yeah. City. Um, obviously, we had that Lukaku goal, didn't we? That was r- wrongly ruled out for offside. Could have changed the game, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, in the second half, um, he threw on. 
Naismith for Kone. But in the end, Kolarov scored, and we didn't really look like we were going to get our, our our way back into it, did we? And I mean, Nasri went on and got the second, and yeah. Howard came into criticism for that. What what did you make of those two goals? It was a, yeah. Let's face it. If that if, if that if, if that was most goalkeepers, I don't like really like going to town on Howard this season. I think he's looked a lot better generally as the this season. Than you the feel last you feel not right saying that? Yeah, he couldn't have looked much worse. But no, I know it's been a long day, so maybe I'm not thinking clearly. But uh, no, Howard. I mean, Colorado's goal was just ridiculous. There's no way he should be scoring from there. Don't mind if he pulls it back and someone sticks it in from there, but to score. From that angle at the near post, Howard should have had that covered. And I think nine keepers out of ten would have saved that, wouldn't they? But that's just a classic Tim Howard climbed it at the, you know. And it was a shame because I thought that he, the previous week at Sam Anthony looked solid. I mean, no fuss, no drama. Yeah, it, it it started, you know, he's done confident, confident performance yeah. against Southampton, but yeah, I completely agree. I think Kolarov, when he's in there, you're expecting him to pull it back, but Howard was yeah. too, too busy doing the starfish. Um, and jumped over it, but um, obviously th- we we made changes with um, with Naismith coming on. Kone was probably ineffective, wasn't he? Although he had a good game against Southampton, he didn't really carry yeah. it on. Same with Lukaku, to be honest. Um, young Brendan Galloway came off injured, which is another blow, isn't it? And Browning came on at half time, but once Kolarov uh, gave City the lead, I thought there was only going to be one side to win it, and they, they carved yeah. us open for the second, didn't they? Later on, yeah. That's what good teams do. We were trying to sort of attack more. I just thought we were screaming out for more work really, Mark, to be honest on you know he goes Naismith and and, and and it's sort of everything goes down the middle, doesn't it then? And then we're easy to play against. I just think Everton played their best when we're going down the sides. And you know, he's he certainly has got no more excuses for that kind of system now with signing Lennon as he you know, it's just that that you know, we've we've got so much Pace down the sides now and pace down the flanks. He sort of backed himself into a corner now, where he's going to have to go positive, isn't he? I think from now on. He is, he's yeah. Have the right winger sat on the bench. He's got the, he's got the attacking options there, hasn't he? You know, I mean, yeah. I think in an ideal world, we would have got like a left sided attacking player on a, you know, and, and yeah. ide- again, ideally another striker. It wasn't to be, but he's brought in Lennon. He obviously sees a place for Lennon Morales. Delafoe, you know, they're all going to be at the club for the foreseeable future. Delafoe can operate from the left, I know we're clutching straws here, and, you know, sort of round, round peg square holes, but, but Delafoe can play on the left, can he, certainly, and Morales certainly can as well. So it's like, you know, we've got dangerous players in good positions, which is still, you know, the thing, definitely. You know. Yeah, and although, so after following that, Mark, um, City game basically that gave us a draw, a win, and a, and a defeat in our first three. So very much hard to read how the season was going to play out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then we came to the Barnsley Cup game. Now this couldn't have come at a, at a more um, ironic time, really, with the with the game with this whole John Stones saga. And obviously the, the City game on the Sunday. It was the following Tuesday, wasn't it, when Stones apparently well he did hand in a transfer request. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that, Mark? Just briefly. Just thought Stones. Yeah, they got. I'd love to think he had bad advice, uh, and he's acted on it hastily. Because to me, John Stones seems the type of guy that he would have made his mind up already about this in May. That you know, and I just think, I, I, I honestly, you know, I know we've had reports once. I honestly wouldn't have had a problem with him doing it in May because we all, you know, I don't want to go into another ramp, but we're not really. Screaming ambition at the moment, at club, are we? so you can't fault the lad for wanting to, to. He's got no loyalty to Everton as far as you know ties or anything like that. But just thought the timing of it led to me that he 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 had a bit of bad advice off. Maybe a pushy agent who sort of wanted to cash in. You know, with a week left of the window, just thought the timing was was awful. It was never going to happen in that case then because to find a replacement for Stones it was unrealistic, wasn't it? Particularly with the way we operate around transfers, you know, he should have told us in January, then he might have had half a show. That's but, it. You know, you want your best players to stay, and we want to build teams around that, but it comes to the point where you have to be realistic about where we're going at the moment, and I couldn't fault him for wanting to go, but I thought the timing stunk, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I just couldn't see it. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but me being a fickle football fan, 
I thought yeah. John, John Stones would be the last person I would ever see throwing a transfer request. To be honest, Mark, um, as soon as that happened, that I, I was on Twitter. I thought the writing was on the wall. I honestly thought yeah. the writing was on the wall. And um, for the life of me, I didn't think Roberto would throw him in against Barnsley. But then, on a second, you know, when you think about it, we had, we've got no one else at centre half. No. So no, it, you're right. I think, but I also think there's Roberto. If you notice, he looked a lot more steely, didn't he? And a lot more bullish in his interviews, a bit more cocky, a bit more arrogant, if you like. I just think, yeah, you're right, we didn't have many options to set up back, but it was also sticking two fingers up to Chelsea, wasn't it, putting him in? Yeah. Saying, well, he's our player, but not keeping him off the team, he's here to play. Um, and, and he flew straight in. I thought it was a good move. Although yeah. I thought it was overblown, Stones' sort of lack of interest maybe in the game. I thought, I didn't think he had the worst game I've ever seen. He certainly wasn't at his best, but I think people were looking for an excuse, weren't they? But, I think so, but, and then... Stuck two fingers up, didn't he, to, to the rest? I, I completely agree, though, Mark, about it. I mean, we'll come to his interview after the game, and I thought he was bullish was probably the best way to describe it. But um, Stones had a, dec- a, a decent enough game, I thought. I mean, people were like, oh, he jumped over the ball for the second goal. Obviously, it's ridiculous to suggest that there was any sort. I thought a couple of the tackles he threw in were a bit uncharacteristic, but... Um, it was an un- it, 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 you've got to say it was an un- uncharacteristic night, wasn't it? At Oakwell, it was a real, a real classic English cup tie. I thought it was. I my overriding thought Mark, was that it was a fantastic game for the neutral, if not for you know, if not for the fan of them teams who, who's you know heart rate was going up and down by the minute. Um, Everton, it was just manic, wasn't it? I, I mean, it was a game. No matter how much we felt behind, I never felt we were going to lose at any point. Let's let's um, let's re- relive that that dramatic night at Oakwell and listen back to the highlights. <laughs> although, although it was an own goal really wasn't it not a hat trick for Lukaku 
Yeah, it turned out, yeah, he, did, he didn't get credited with it. But do you know what? Yeah. Just on Lukaku, um, it makes me laugh how um, a lot of our fans are just are so so quick to like um, criticise him. Let's be yeah. honest, he do, he, some weeks he does look laboured, he does look a bit lethargic, you know, a touch like a, touch like a sledgehammer, <laughs> shall we say. The ball tends to bounce off him some weeks, but... The thing is, the lad still comes out with a cut with a goal or two. You know what I mean? And ultimately, he's he is an investment that we've we've signed. And to get twenty goals in that side last year, I thought was a you know was a real statement from him. And I think he's gonna he could even better it this season. And I think that was a classic example of Lukaku maybe not having one of his best nights, but coming away with two, nearly three goals. And ultimately, how dangerous he can be. How, many, how, how long have we been screaming out for a striker like that? You know, who can score goals on a regular basis. It hasn't happened for, for forever, almost since you know, go back to Kuku. Maybe that was about the last one. But um, Lukaku's just—he's a goal scorer, and I think people expect too much of him. I don't anymore. I just think we've got a place of his strength to get him in, and nine times he'll always get it on target, always. And nine times out of ten, it's in the back of the net. The guy's just a goal scorer. He's not gonna. He's not Mark Hughes where he's going to hold the ball up and control it and, you know, play people in. He can do that on occasion, but not always. But he's, you know, I just think the guy is an actual goal scorer. I just think, I, th- I think with the likes of Barkley, the likes of Barkley, Delafoe, Morales and that, uh, if, when they're on the game, if they're getting balls over like Delafoe did against yeah. Barnsley there, Lukaku, you wouldn't want anyone else in the, in the right position, you know what I mean? Lukaku, because he can, he can score goals in the air, left and right foot. You know, we, we we saw him at his best against the likes of young boys last season in Wolfsburg, and just just what he is capable of. And I think, I mean, he was just he was just one positive from the night. Obviously, the first forty five minutes, Mark, we thought the whole Stone saga going out the cup here is this going to go like is it going to go tits up for Roberto already? You know what I mean? Yeah, it sort of like felt like things were coming to a massive head, didn't it? You know, the tensions at the club, the protests. Um, and then Stones threw that in, which sort of sent nuclear meltdown, certainly on Twitter, you know, when everyone tearing each other's uh, heads off and uh, everything, you know, it was nasty, sort of horrible uh, to watch, really. But it was, um, everything was coming to a massive head, I think. And then, I don't know, just just sort of deflated, didn't it, over time? A bit like last season when we were panicking about going down, we just sort of turned it around for no reason whatsoever. I think just I think Martinez's face at half time said that all though Mark he walked off. I think he was waiting to to get them all a slap on arrival, probably like airplane style where they're all lining up to slap them. Well, you'd, you'd like to think that he's got that about him. I'm sure he has, but he, I agree. He, he looked he looked thunderous, like he was gonna let loose, you know, the old hair dryer treatment, start throwing things in the dressing room. But maybe that's what it takes, you know, and I think Everton deserved it after that first half display. But second half, Mark, we, we didn't have see a reaction, did we? I mean, people can say what they want about it only being Barnsley. Barnsley deserved massive credit here. They, they played, they didn't play like a League One side, you know what I mean? They they took the game to Everton and they, out, they outfought us for, on, you know, for long periods. But I just thought that, that bit of quality in the second half, Delafoe. Just looked unplayable, and when he when he came on, I thought uh, Barkley, Lukaku, and Morales, the interchange and the movement with their play, and we're all crying out to see those four start, aren't we? But I think we're going to be made to wait a little bit longer. Well, I sort of tweeted after it, probably getting carried away with being Barkley five three fair enough. But that you know, is there is there any better four like when they're on song and and, on, and it's not always I know that, but when they're playing well, Morales, Barkley, Lukaku. And Delafoe would, would frighten the pants off, off pretty much anybody, wouldn't they? You know, when they're on song, that's a, a deadly combination up front that for us. And they're all capable of scoring 10, 15 goals a season, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Barkley needs to improve his left foot swinger, which is clearing more stands than, than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's that four is so deadly together. And you saw him in pit. Like you say, Delafoe came on. Instantly lifted the level, but he also made the other players, I think, play help help them play better. He just can't, he just he just put Barnsley straight straight on the back foot. I mean, Morales yeah. scored and then Naismith scored, and we thought yeah. that we're, we're going to go on to win this year. We just looked a completely different outfit. And Delafoe, what I liked, he just he doesn't even need any space to put a ball over, and he puts it, and it almost puts it like it's a dead weight, and it dips. 
And yeah. when, when you put a ball into the box like that, I mean, we're all not, you're not stupid. If you put it in, it only takes a ricochet or a little faintest of contact. And because you've put that much venom and dip on the ball, it, it's in the back of the net. And I thought, I mean, he had, he had involvement in, in those two goals and nearly every goal, to be honest, from then on in. Three assists, wasn't it? If you count um, Morales, Nice with and also Lukaku's own goal, he was involved. Yeah, because yeah, Delafoe put it in from the right for that as well. Yeah. And obviously, we got it back to two all, but then, you know, as I say, credit to Barnes, and he went up. And <laughs> I think they had three shots and three. But, I mean, it doesn't do them justice. I mean, they, they did, they played well, but I think they, they didn't have anywhere near as many attempts as us. I think ours was in the 30s, but obviously, they got, yeah. the, they got the third, and we thought, oh, we're going to, you know. It just it was a, just a snapshot, wasn't it? It was in the back of the net. But then, yeah. thankfully, Lukaku took us to extra time, and then extra time wasn't playing Salem, though, was it? Neither. Barnsley came out again fighting, didn't they? You know, but we looked, we always looked fresher. I think, Mark. We also looked like with the we had that extra gear to go, and we we went into it a little bit, didn't we? Second half uh, of extra time, where you know Barnsley were visibly tiring. They were. I mean, it was you know clearly. They'd put all their efforts in into the first 45 minutes, if you'd ask me, and then, they, you know, that's why we, we came back as strong as we did second half, but Barnsley certainly worked hard, but in the end, I think when you've got that extra quality on the pitch, the opposition has to work that much harder to keep, you know, to sort of keep us in check, and maybe tiredness, they just couldn't, and the, the form of Delafoe and Barkley, Morales and all that, it just sort of... We just sort of ground them down, didn't we, really, in an extra time? We did, and never mind the players being tired, though, Mark, and um, <laughs> the all <laughs> supporters watching that. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It was like, when Barnsley scored, it was like when, when sort of Ashley Young scored after Les got equalised. You know, I hadn't finished celebrating, and the fellas running away celebrating with his own fans. I just thought, that's, that's just ridiculous, haven't it? But we, but, uh, you know, but we did, we did see... We did see a reaction, yeah, and uh, you know we got we got our fi- uh, fourth and fifth in extra time as well. The yeah. Lukaku second and the own goal, and I think uh, you know we we all want to see progress in the Carlin Cup. We've talked time and time again about this, Mark, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and you know it's silverware. It's a quick route to silverware. Something that's eluded us for such a long time, um, yeah. and. You know, Reading away in the next round again. It'll be another tr- tough trip. You know, Reading yeah. a decent side. I don't think we've got the best of records there neither. Um, but no. you know, if you, you get past them and it's all you're, you're looking ahead then on a forward path. I, I, I was glad to see um, you know Roberto playing a, a fairly strong side. And I know he, he's made changes in the past couple of years against Fulham and Swansea. And although Matthew Pennington, he, he deserves a mention. He got put in, didn't he? Um, it was a strong side, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. If you ask, um, I've been reading a lot from Coventry fans for some reason about Matthew Pennington, and they were they were really impressed with him. They thought he was, you know, really terrific. I think he was like player of the season or a young player, wasn't he for them? Uh, yeah. Really rated him highly uh, while he was there, and he showed that he, you know, he's a good player. I think he's more of a centre back, really, isn't he? Pennington, yeah. By the way. I think I mean it's it's going to be hard to get in a side at right back in, in front of Seamus Coleman, but these are the sort yeah. of games where the odd player will get their opportunity, won't they? You know yeah, what I mean? We've, right. we've got utility players, but we've also got youngsters like Pennington who are on the fringes. And they seem to be making more of a push for it lately. Don't they? With Brown and Galloway, who are really almost first team. Yeah. Not regulars, but they're certainly around it a lot more than they used to be. Well, they, they need they need to be because we've got no one else there, have we? Most of the time. Exactly, um, the sort of lack of strength and depth again means, you know, maybe maybe they have, they are good enough to help us. Let's hope so, Mark. But definitely, this league cup, we have got to target this this season. I think we've got it. It's our number one target. If you ask me. I think so. I, I, I mean, as I said, we, we sound like we're repeating ourselves, but I would, I would love us, love us. A lot, of, a lot of clubs and fans may call it the, the Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, it, it's yeah. irrelevant and that, but I tell you what. Uh, I'd do anything to see, see our players and that manager lifting a trophy and I, I, I'd love our fans to, to be able to just go out and have a drink and, and actually celebrate it and you know kids younger than me and you actually yeah. experience oh, silverware there's, there's nothing Mickey Mouse about that feeling that they'll get if they ever see Everton lift a trophy again and, and it'll rejuvenate the whole fan base I think it could lead to you know just like the FA Cup did in 84 it, it led to bigger things and I think if we win this League Cup then that that installs so much belief, so much know-how, so much you know, just overall confidence 
in the players that, that it really could easily lead to bigger things if only we could sort of get it right in the transfer window then you know we don't know to be but we yeah for me league one uh, the league cup has to be the, the big target this season I think it's achievable absolutely I completely agree I've, I've got you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there Mark I've got no else to say I completely agree with all of that and um, it, I, I do believe it would unite the fans and you know really give this club a boost that we probably need so um, obviously after that Barnsley game Mark um, all of the, the Stones situation gone on Martinez I thought gave his best interview as Everton manager he was forthright he was bullish as you said earlier he yeah. was he was almost to a point arrogant or like confident because he, he knows Stones as an Everton player and almost emotional as well I thought and you got all of those sorts of signals from him and it was great to see him come out and say that and then you know the next day Mark the club released a statement and what the yeah. feelings that we had 48 hours earlier completely changed exactly we're the best knee jerkers aren't we but you know sometimes it's, it's justified sometimes it isn't we all thought Stones was because he'd handed it in he was leaving really good to see the the, the club stand up to, to, to Chelsea and the really appalling media agenda I've never seen anything like it it was almost I think they were going to help hold their Stones at gunpoint at one and frog march into Chelsea it was absolutely disgusting to watch um, underhand, but also it was good. It was really good. Martinez had that same confidence that he arrived with in 2013, that same sort of swagger about him, and it was good to see that back, albeit in sort of adverse circumstances, you know, under pressure. And just thought the club handled it great. They, they, don't, they deserve full credit, and I don't often give credit to the club, as you know. <laughs> I, do, I love the team, but... I just think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, for the Stone side, they told him straight he's not going anywhere and he's got to get his head down and play. And it doesn't matter who else is interested in him. You know, it's we, we can't be seen to be selling our best players. It's just it's, we haven't got that much going for us off the pitch, have we? You know, if we start selling our best players, it really does sort of give away the last vestige of hope, doesn't it? You know, we've got to keep them. It does, and um, you know, I've, I'm. I'm with you, Mark. I don't often say a lot of good things about the the off-field matters at Everton, um, but no. I, I have to admit I was impressed. Um, the only thing would have been I, I could have been potentially done sooner, rather than sort of leaving Martinez in the firing line for such a long time. But and yeah. and, and for it to get to the point where Stones and his agents probably you know well his agent was in his ear and he felt the need to lodge a transfer request. But you know that that's being a bit petty. I think on my part. Um, I'm, I was I was really I was taken aback by that statement and it was short sharp short sharp and to the point and yeah. I thought that was it then it ended Chelsea's interest even though apparently they offered thirty eight mil on the, on the last bid and uh, after that we all just thought wow you know this uh, this doesn't happen often at Everton it doesn't happen and it was a re- we've heard we've heard a lot of sh- bullshit yeah. before let's be honest he won't be sold or we won't sell our best players. As we yeah. know, it's all too often over the years, it, it, then things have then panned out differently. But on this occasion, it hasn't. And I think R- Roberto deserves, um, first and foremost, uh, a, a whole lot of uh, praise for the way he's handled himself, the way he's um, represented the club, the way he's dealt with the media, basically frenzy surrounding it. And then finally for Ken Wright uh, to come out and actually put a stop, to put an end to anything before we have yeah. to deal with any... Deadline day worries and any further yeah. worries. I agree, Martinez had a lot of firefighting to do on his own there, and I thought his decorum, he didn't lose it once, and he got asked the same question 150 times of people who, who were so obsessed with John Stones to Chelsea that they probably need a psychiatrist coach now that he hasn't moved. Um, I think Martinez was a real credit to himself, and also our club, the way he conducted himself, wasn't he? You know, didn't lose a drag once as if it was the first time it had been asked even though it hadn't it must have been driving him mad turning up at press conferences knowing that was the first question that was going to come out of the mouth never about the team never about what game's coming up always about John Stones the Chelsea you know story he does he done fantastic then I just hope he takes that sort of attitude into sort of the management side of it now to our team you know and, and we we start to display that, that, that type of arrogance in our play and also strength yeah. You know I mean, I'll be reflecting on that as well. 
Yeah, because he's he's been forced to be like that in in negative circumstances, as you yeah. you touched on before after the Barnsley game. And but I I, I, do, I do feel you know that, that since we since the turn of the year, probably Mark, we've been saying a lot of bad things about Roberto, the club as well. Yeah. And um, as you said, sometimes we feel like there isn't an awful lot going for us. Um, but I think the way the way we applied ourselves as a club um, surrounding that is we. There's a lot of credit that should go to them, and just on the media mark, they just deserve the um, they deserve nothing but really fury from our fans, to be honest, because it was despicable. They behave like rats, some of them. You can't believe that they're grown men and they've got families, and there's so many agendas with that. There was so many agendas. I honestly, you could lo- you could lose your marbles every hour of every day throughout that transfer window because of the stuff that was being published. Just felt like they were all going to Mourinho's office, getting told what to report from Mourinho himself about John Stones. It was that obvious, that blatant, that underhand. It was just, it was as if they were doing Mourinho's bidding for him, weren't they? You know, almost. It's like it's like years gone by, don't Mark with Baines and Coleman and all that, wasn't it? And it was the mirror. It tended to be the mirror. Yeah. And we all know how that, that those things panned out, but it was like oh yeah, that... where, where sort of Martin Tyler, do you remember was saying? that Luke Shaw was going to have to fight for his place at Old Trafford once Lane Baines arrived. I mean, it was like another world. So like, I think, hang on a minute. I think some, some, some commentators, though, they're on the verge of saying, is Chelsea's John Stones, you know? It's just, it's ridiculous. I think it was almost like a big gang of kids, wasn't it? Just spitting the dummy out. They didn't get yeah. the way, you know. They all wanted the big money move of the summer to talk about and write about, and then they all wanted to go back and study band, uh, Stones' upbringing and going to Barnsley and... Then signing for Everton, and at the end of the day, um, Everton aren't perceived as a big club by a lot of people anymore. And Chelsea, obviously, they might have won a lot of things, but but you think the media right would want a competitive league, Mark? You know, to, to comment on not not the likes of Chelsea coming along and sweeping up the best players of the other clubs in the in the league. You know what I mean? It would have been bad for the Premier League that Chelsea signed John Stones because they can't just go around handpicking the best players off the other teams because you can end up with the SPL. Well, well, you're not saying ex-pros and and, and pundits. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Didn't you saying he needs to move there. I mean, without naming names, there was a few former Everton players who were sort of hinting at what decisions should be made, and and then others yeah. were coming out stating the exact opposite. And as a supporter of this club, I've seen too many people go, and I, I was preparing myself to for it to happen again. And because Everton hadn't sufficiently strengthened, I thought it's all going to fall apart here. And this season, yeah. you know, we're going to the shit. The shit's going to hit the fan. You know, pardon me French again, but it's. It's just it's it's playing on your mind, especially after last season, and and um, you know we've lost a couple of players, so to lose three basically players this season, if you include Distal and Alcaraz and potentially Stones, and you know 
in in the circumstances that we could potentially have have done, it would it could have been you know the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of our fans. I think and for it to not happen um, is 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 a relief. And obviously yeah. we would have hated to be sat here now discussing John Stones as a Chelsea player. Absolutely, Matt. I also think. I mean, forgive me for any cynicism, but I, I think that given this transfer window that we had, and it was a disappointment, I also think maybe a slight reason for Stones not going was that this board could not afford Stones to go, given the sort of pathetic you know, budget they'd given them again uh, to strengthen the team. Also, I just think Everton were in no position. They hadn't done enough to strengthen the team again. Uh, I do think... It's only a little part of it, but I also I think I do believe it's a factor that, that we couldn't afford to let him go because of the nature of the club right now. We're not, you know, things aren't all rosy in the garden are they, at the moment. I just think we couldn't afford to let him go. But it, it you know, it boils down to this: we still got to Chelsea in the end, and we said no. So I mean, that's just my own independent thoughts on it. I do think we couldn't afford to let him go at any cost. You expect to hear money can't buy your stones ringing round Goodison then on Saturday afternoon, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'll be joining in. That's a good, it's a great song. I can't sing, but it's still a great song. You'll <laughs> be, um, be in the team and, um, yeah. you know, against Chelsea, as we said at the very start of this recording, it could be really a kick-start. I'm, I'm expecting Goodison to be a, the bear pit that everyone aspires it to be again and it doesn't happen often. It normally happens in a night game when everyone's been in the weather spoons on the... On the free, on the cheap ale for for four well, hours before it like well, <laughs> Saturday morning yeah unless every, yeah saying that no one county road they'll only be in the weather spoon from nine o'clock on Saturday but um, <laughs> anyway we'll we'll finish on talking about the transfer window but there was a game after that mark on the bank holiday the Spurs game nil nil we can't really you know we can't really discuss it in any great length because we don't want to bore anyone to death but um, again it was another okayish performance wasn't it. That's it, and I think we we know he's got that in his locker, though, Mark. I mean, Southampton yeah. game, he was he was decent, kept the score, you know, you know, kept a clean sheet, didn't he? Again, yeah. against um, against Spurs, he was man of the match, and credit where it's due, um, he was fantastic, and he kept he kept Spurs at bay because let's be honest, Spurs Spurs had the you know the lion's share of the chances, um, but but what also Howard's got in his locker is the Man City game. And it's yes. it's that lingering doubts that I don't think we'll 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 get away from. But hopefully, it's more of the former than the latter this season, and we we see the Tim Howard that we know is in there, or we may have seen a few years ago. But I yeah. don't know. Let, we, listen, we've spent t- countless time talking about him, but he, he, let's give him praise whilst he deserves it. Yeah, he, he won. He, he basically won us a point against Spurs, and now our record hasn't been that good there over the past few years. So you know, another clean sheet away from home. I actually feel more confident when Everton play away from home, Mark. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, and that's not just following the Southampton game. I felt going into the Southampton game and into the Spurs game, ahead of the two home games, I felt a lot more confident. I agree. There seems to be more of a freedom to that play, doesn't there, when we're away from home? I think Goodison hasn't been you know, the happiest place on earth lately. Um, maybe the, the atmosphere's got something to do with it. Although I do think we are getting there again. Um, but away from home, we seem to have this... The shackles come off a little bit, don't they? You know, we, we can play with a bit more freedom. We, we certainly look more dangerous when we play that way. Um, just think, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't surprise... You know, we've started off great away from home, haven't we, really? Two games, it, it, we got royally spanked last season in, in both games, to be honest. Um, Southampton completely owned us, didn't they? Um, to come away... From two sort of, we got no points there last season. We've got four from the corresponding fixtures this season. That in itself, though, going into it too much represents progress, doesn't it? You know? it do, it's like, almost it's, it's almost like um, to try and use an analogy like like you usually do, Mark. 
It's like, it's like going on a lad, lad's holiday, isn't it? And you haven't got your beard nagging yet. And when Everton are away from home, they can sort of just they, they can get on with it. They haven't got the beard nagging them from the sidelines or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's the impression uh, Ross Barkley gets when he looks at the paddock or he looks at the lower bullens. He's trying to impress the middle. But <laughs> away from home, he can do what he likes. He can do what he likes, yeah. And I, I, I've, I've certainly seen that in Barkley's game, just whilst you've mentioned him, Mark. I didn't even think for England, he didn't do too great for England last night, but obviously he played against uh, San Marino at the weekend. And I, I, I can see a different Ross Barkley. I can see a mature Ross Barkley, one with his chest puffed out. One who wants the ball, who wants to drive on with the ball, and that's what we know Ross Barkley's capable of. And last season, his confidence was in bits, but the whole team's confidence was in bits. And I agree, going back to what you said about the uh, the atmosphere, it's been shocking, hasn't it? Let's be honest. The, yeah. the game against Watford, it was the atmosphere was shocking. City, not much better. I'm open this Saturday. It could be a turning point on the pitch, but off it as well. You know, to give us fans unite Goodison again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't want to sort of get into the. Well, I do. I, I do want to say it, but there's, there's there's talk of protests again this weekend, which you know, as you know, I, I'm fully supportive. But um, I think people will say, well, well, why do we want to be doing that when when we want to be united against Chelsea? Well, I happen to think you can do both quite quite easily, like, like a Joel at Southampton. You know, um, there's going to be planes going over and what have you. But that's an independent message to the board, isn't it? Where where you know, we know they're trying to tell them we're not happy with, with what's going on. But once that then players cross that line, then then the whole of Goodison is going to unite against. I think it's going to be better than sort of United 05 because this is a team who only thought they could come along and bully us. And, and scouts don't really take too well for that, do they? You know, and a team who thought they could swing the lead, take the piss, and, and, and then take our best player off. Because I just think. No, well, what, what, what about what about you? Um, what about you, Wrexham boys coming up here and taking our women? Then, hey, how does that work? <laughs> I've been up here ten years now. Have you? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Scouts get riled by you. Uh, been up here I'm ten years. Wool. I'm, I'm an actual wool, not a wool. You've been up here <laughs> ten years and you've got an accent and a skinhead. So I think we'll we'll let we'll let you in. We'll let you in fine. And you plus you you, you know your misses your misses a scouser as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we love And he's an Evertonian, most importantly. But, um, yeah, obviously, the protests always divide opinion, Mark. Um, I think people need yeah. to, to realise the two differences, though. The fact that people aren't protesting about the, the, the team on the pitch or the no. manager. No. And the fact that they're taken to the skies or taken to the, the banners onto the streets and that is because they want to get the message across to the board and yeah. the media. And the last time, it actually worked. And I know... Some media were critical, and but the, the the goal, and I'm not speaking for any, I'm not part of any of the groups, but I'm not speaking for any of them, but people need to realise their goal is to bring it into the spotlight and bring yes. it bring it to the likes of Sam Matterface, Stan Collymore, you know, local, other local team. Yeah, Gabriel Marcotti was involved. Marcotti, you mean, we've all seen what's going on with that lad on Twitter, um, you what know, with it. With his revelations or basically information sharing, um, there's a, there is you know people 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 may forget about how bad we were last season or the things that have gone by with the current regime in charge with the board and um, the things that continue to happen and you know it's been a couple of weeks since the transfer window. It's, yeah. it's in the back of people's minds now. They just want to concentrate on the football, but from pe- people who actually believe in what they believe in and one change will continue to do it so I think people the sooner people need to realise that the, the, these these groups groups are not they're not coming out and saying we represent Evertonians as a fan base they're coming out no. and saying these are our these are our beliefs these are our concerns you're either with us or we respect your views if you're not with us and a lot of it comes down to respect and there's not a lot of that out there on Twitter and, and social media amongst Evertonians no. And it's two way. It's never. It's never just the people wanting better, or you know, I'm not just saying that everyone wants better, of course. But you can acknowledge what's gone on with the board, and, and also it's two way. There's, there's anger on both sides, if you ask me. Um, certainly seeing that on Twitter. But I personally, point of view, I think they're doing a great job. I'm only speaking for myself, as you know. 
Um, but I think they're doing a great job, and I hope they continue because for far too long now, this uh, what's gone on at the club is, is, has gone unreported, and I think they're doing a fantastic job bringing it to light. And it can, you know, the aim is to make it a better ever. But then one day, hopefully, when we're sitting around and we're starting to win trophies again, we can all look back and think, well, it was worth it. Well, that that's it. I mean, people people are quick to get personal with all of the uh, the off field issues and. I've got to admit, yeah. when when people are on in mid flow on Twitter, I I, it, it's not because I'm I'm arrogant or I, it's just because I can't I can't be bothered arguing the points of with with, with people yeah. over 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 issues over Twitter. I'd rather sit down and have a chat with them about it. But I think there is yeah. a distinct lack of respect. People get too personal. Um, personally, for me, it's it's not like I I have any anti board campaign, but I'm no. I'm I'm pro Everton and I want a better Everton. Now, if that's with if yeah. that's with Bill Kenwright at the helm, then so be it. And I think people need to realise that people aren't asking for miracles. They're not asking for billionaires. They're asking for a vibrant, prosperous Everton that's actually going places. And to sum it up, I don't think a lot of Evertonians believe that we're getting it with Bill Kenwright, Robert Elstone. John Woods and the other people on the Everton board. So let's let's um, let's try and draw that matter to a close on the off-field issues. But obviously, it's a talking point because there's going to be further protests on Saturday, Mark. Yeah. As you've rightly brought up, and I'm happy to discuss them with you. Um, yeah. In terms of the transfer window, which just sort of ties in with the board, I think we were all left probably a little bit disappointed. Although the Stones news was a boost, I think we said from the offset, the window can't be seen as a positive one. Just by keeping a player, I completely agree. Matt, I think the overwhelming sense was again underwhelming. To be honest, overwhelmingly underwhelming uh, was the was the, I reckon it was. I just think again, you know, Martin has identified a couple of key positions that need as far back as May, and we didn't address them key positions in any way. You know, we signed when people say we signed Rodriguez to me went straight into the under twenty ones. Then I don't think he's one for. Uh, and we signed Funes Mori, who, if you listen to Tim Vickery, we've got no chance of him getting it, of, of him turning <laughs> up to be a good player. Another pair of crawls up. John Meadows' thoughts on Tim Vickery, then maybe Tim Vickery isn't the best person. John, I, I, I'll, take what, I'll take what John Meadows says over Tim Vickery any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Meadows is, is the undoubted king of Twitter. <laughs> I think, you know, obviously Martinez... I trust Rubio on Manners over Mar- uh, an old Manners transfer record isn't it great. Uh, he's got a few dodgy signings, but who hasn't um, behind him? But um, I think if he sees a player there, then we've got to give him credit. Got to you know wish the lad well. I think he'd be all right. He strikes me as a fellow position that left got did. You know, plays left back, plays left centre back. Hope he settles down. I hope he, it's always difficult with players from from South America, but I hope he does well. And that goes for. Uh, Alan Lennon, who I think is a shrewd signing for that reason, Mark, because he's going to slot that in. He knows the setup. He knows, you know, we're going to get an instant impact, aren't we, from Lennon? So. Well, we, we saw last season, I think, how, how, just how good Alan Lennon can be and how much yeah. he did fit in. And he's come back and he's had some nice things to say about. He, he feels like Everton is his home, and it's great to see. I mean, I, I, not a, a lot of people are underwhelmed by it, so we don't need them. But the thing is, we we need more players now. Yeah. Ideally. Funes Mori and Lennon would have complimented another two players, you know what I mean, for what we've already brought in. And Roberto did suggest three or four positions, then it went down to two. And then ultimately, the Lennon deal, we've known for probably three months that we were going to sign him. And for financial and contractual reasons, it's probably went to deadline day. Yeah. Um, but Funes Mori was the, the one marquee name. And, you know, he's. he's sit- He's certainly mixing it with top players because he's an Argentinian international. You know, we yeah. played the other day for them. Well, I think you know we just we just didn't do enough again. Did we? There wasn't that big ambitious signing. You know, I always go back to when we signed Kinchelskis, and that was a signing for me that we thought, hang on a minute, we're, we're serious here. We, we do want to have a go, but we, we just lacked that. And it's you know again. Not a board run, but it's symptomatic of everything under this board that we just feel underwhelmed with with what's going on. It's it was okay, but it wasn't. It was disappointing ultimately for me. I just thought we missed another golden chance. Well, it, it's like it's all it's all the links with like Yamalenko and all these other players that Dries Mertens, yeah. you know, Honda, uh, Honda and Kagawa and um, who else? Charlie Austin. I mean, every man and his dog was linked with Charlie Austin, but. 
I mean, as he was this year, it's Raquel, like, I think. <laughs> so, but um, Yamalenko link came out right away after the protest, didn't it? You know, it was almost like, Christ, you better get the link out here to appease the fans, you know, because they're going mad. But, that, um, but, the, but, there was, but the, uh, we don't know whether that was the club or that was just that, that, it was just that 13 year old kid on football, Ukraine, Twitter, winding everyone up. But then apparently, the echo, you know, the echo. The much maligned echo actually yeah. reported that Everton tried to revive interest. Well, you know what did they do? Did they, did Elstone get off a sunbed and go over there and have one last go? Or it, now it seems like he's going to Barcelona in January. So <laughs> you, you don't know. It's it's nice to be linked with players, but when Everton actually don't hardly sign any of them, and then but even you know even if there was one off the radar where we thought oh hang on he's got something lined up here a left winger a number ten this number ten everyone was talking about. But the number 10 was especially poor because it's all Martinez has really banged on about since May, hasn't it? You know, he's wanted that position. And, and to turn around and people are making excuses saying, well, Morales can do that, Barkley can play that. Well, Martinez wouldn't have identified that position if he thought the future of that position laid in within his squad. You know what I mean? So he clearly doesn't think they're number 10s in their own right because he wouldn't have come out and said what he did back in May. So, again, you know, the guy wanted one, he didn't get it, and, you know, I just didn't think, as a club, you know, just left looking at me change again, thinking, you know, that doesn't look right. <laughs> it's, it, that's it, now you've got, to deal, you've got to deal with what we've got, haven't you, and, you know, Tom, Tom, Clever, yeah. Tom Cleverly, um, we'll, we'll talk about Tom Cleverly in a minute, but he's injured, Garbutt's yeah. injured, Baines is injured, uh, uh, Brendan Galloway's injured, Oviedo looks miles off the pace, Darren, Gibson, yeah. Darren Gibson's bevied in his car somewhere. Um, Pienaar's on crutches. Osman has another look in. Um, oh. So, you, you know, you're looking... <laughs> are we going to start all right, right-wingers on Saturday against Chelsea? Um, well, it looks, like, looks like they won't be able to get him down our left, which is a good sign. So, <laughs> it, it, it was refreshing to see Funes Mori, a player coming with a left foot, but... We need we need to we needed defenders, yeah, critically, but we also needed someone uh, creatively and in attack. We need these players, and uh, he yeah. might he might come out later in the season and say, "Well, the targets were not there," but it's not like we didn't have sufficient time. No, there was enough targets moving around. I'm not having it that that you know. Again, people making excuses saying that maybe the right player wasn't out there. Absolute nonsense. There's players moving all over the place. You would have improved us if you asked me. There's you know, I'll probably get shot down, but the likes of Payettes for, for West Ham certainly looks like a good player, doesn't he? You know, we, we sort of act like we won the league last season and it would only take a special type of player to improve as well. We finished 11. You know, we, it, we do need someone to play between the lines. For me, you know, fantasy uh, would have been Cagworth because he was perfect for that, if you ask me, but... But didn't get it. Um, with, 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 all due, with all due respect, though, Mark, it, it wouldn't take much to really bring in someone and, and improve on. No. Uh, in terms of football and ability, the likes of Stephen Naismith, you know, the likes of Brian Oviedo down the left. I mean, as much as I like them players for different reasons, it's, you know, Osman, Osman and Pienaar are, are over the hill now. You've got a, a compact central midfield, but around that you needed to strengthen. And I think maybe maybe we'll utilise Delafoe on the left. Uh, we might we might see that, but he probably shouldn't have to. You know, Delafoe, Morales, and Lennon should be complementing the other players around them, and we having these options. But it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. And I, I, what you said about you know, I feel like I'm looking at me change again. People, people buy the shirts, they buy the season tickets, they invest in the club, and sometimes we don't know, we, we don't get it back. And now we've got to get on with it. But you know, we go out and beat Chelsea on Saturday. Everything feel, feels really up for it, and then we go to Swansea and, and the other games in the rest of October, uh, September. So, yeah, you know, games, Matt, and you know, one minute against Chelsea, and it really sets us up, doesn't it? You know, for you know, and then and then you know, mate, we we sort of do all right at Swansea, don't we? The odd. Yeah, you know, we get beat, but we always look like it always look a good scene when we play Swansea away. Not apart from a few league cup disasters, it's a game where we can certainly get if you can play well. I love Swansea. If, if you ask me, I love Swansea this season. I think they're a cracking team. To watch. I've got I've got a lot of t- yeah, I've got a lot of time for Swansea. Gary Monk, they're, they're um, doing it the right way. They've got a great setup there, and I just think they like you know they, they scout really well. Don't they? you know what I mean? They know yeah. the players. They know what. They I, I, I like I like the span of their team: Williams, John Joe Shelby, Gomez. I, I like the, the, they've got they've got a few other tricky wingers there as well. And that, what's yeah. that? What's that lad on the left side? 
the left winger. Montano, Montano. Montero, Montero, yeah. Montero, I like him as well. Sorry, yeah. But but this this the players are out there though, Mark. It goes back to look, look at Stoke, look at West Ham, you know, Shakiri, um Bojan the year before, West Ham have signed that Pie. They've signed other players who who, who look like they've hit the ground running. Um what about like Newcastle that with with as well? They, they've signed lots of I'm not to say that they're all gonna turn out to be world beaters this this season, no. but there is players there that can add to what you've got or improve what you've got, and we just never seem to come through with anyone. Like you, like you say, when album is is, would he have not have improved us? You know what I mean? We could have gone, could have gone and got him. But I, I'd have fancied us to beat Newcastle if we were in for him. Um, but would he have not have improved us? You know, I think he would have done. Yeah. Um, if you go back a year or two, Sissoko, oh, as well, Newcastle bought him. He's a terrific player, isn't he? You know, yeah. Sissoko, he's, he's what you want in the middle of the park. French international. It's. I don't think our scouting is all is all that at the moment, to be honest with you, because these players are out there. We we just can't find them. We get we we get linked with like a shopping list of names. Our, yeah. f- our fans go into meltdown, tracking agents and tracking foreign journalists on Twitter, becoming tracking, becoming yeah. fluent in Ukrainian, and then. Then that's yeah. it. We, we we sign Aaron Lennon and uh, the the deadline <laughs> slams shut. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's so it's almost boring, isn't it? You know what I mean? There's not yeah. there's there's nothing stimulating there. It's just like going to the white of me. But of of the players we've signed this summer, Mark, um, they're all welcome additions. Yet yeah. a couple of them are youngsters gone into the reserves. Uh, Mori, only time will tell on Funes Mori. It's a yeah. big investment, um, but you know he's still relatively young. He's he's an international. He's a left-sided yeah. defender, so he hopefully can. He might start. I think uh, Roberto said he's hinted that he might start left back against Chelsea. Um, and, you know he might see a position there for him until Baines comes back to fitness, and then he's utilised in centre defence. Then you've got obviously we know Lennon. He's a perfect fit, LFO. But um, Tom Cleverley, how disappointing was that injury? Really disgusted for the lad because he he started really well, hasn't he? He's had a career. He's looked good on the ball. He's always looking to pass forward. He's, he's just settled in like he's been at the club a few years. He's been a real bonus, hasn't he? Cleverly the way he's played. I thought he was only going to get better as well. I don't think we've scratched the surface with Cleverly on what he can bring to the team. I think he's he's a really good player, isn't he? And one of them where where he plays consistently, he gets better and better with that. Just I was really gutted for him. To be fair, you couldn't. Criticised the challenge too much. It was robust, but he did win the ball, didn't he, Dyer? But it was just yeah. Felt felt really sorry for him. He doesn't deserve that. Typical, typical. That it was a former Everton player, a former Everton player taking out a brand new Everton player. But I think I don't think I don't think Tom Cleverley's put a foot wrong since arriving. Again, like like Lennon, he's probably not the most exciting player that you signed, but he's he's got a point to prove. He's you know he wasn't in favour at United, and I think he's been. He's, he's, he's been a real surprise a surprise to a lot of us just yeah. how good he's been and hopefully you know he returns to full fitness because he, he's he's full of fitness he's full of energy he'll play wherever you want to play him you know he yeah. can pick a pass hopefully he goes on to pick a goal or two this season you know and he, he, he gives us something different he's played better than McCarthy this season so far hasn't he you know I think James McCarthy's had a, a quiet start to the season Mark McCarthy had a nightmare against City didn't he uh, it's usually my way to care for you, Mark, because every time I, I have a go at McCarthy, I, I get laid into something else on Twitter. So, you know, uh, he's had a quiet start to the season, I'll say, to stay with it. But uh, I think McCarthy certainly needs to do a bit more, to be honest with you. He's not, he hasn't really played well, has he, this season so far? No, he hasn't, and by his own standards, um, he is yeah. one of them, isn't he? That he, he divides opinion, though, McCarthy, but, doesn't he? People are like, oh... You think he's good because he runs around a lot, but I think that's that's unfair. I think he does a lot, but he's just not. He's not the type of player to start creating chances and scoring goals. No. We did see a little bit of that towards the end of last season because there was no one else really, and obviously we know. Yeah, I think with McCarthy, class will out You know, he's a good player. He's a really he is a good player, and I just think you know he's going to it. Dodgy spell at the moment, but I think he'll come through it like like all good players do. Yeah, I think just in terms of midfield, Gareth Barry, he's been okay yeah. this season, hasn't he? It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look yeah. as, as bad as he did last season. Um, Mo Bezic and, and Darren Gibson, I mean, we won't dwell on Gibson, but he was no. in the press recently. There's no signs of him coming back anytime soon. Mo Bezic, did you see what he got sent off for the other day? Yeah, I saw that. 
spitting his chewing gum back out. I, I thought it was grass. I thought he threw grass, but it was just ridiculous. It was like so. I think he, people people are like, oh, it, it's Bezic and, and laughing at him and that. But to me, he's got no. this bit of a plazyard man tag, and he's only he's only a kid. And I think he could be a bit of a loose cannon if we throw him in, in the starting lineup in the Premier League. So I think he's got a lot to learn. Certainly when you consider the opponents, you know, seemingly okay to... Uh, Andorra it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. yeah. And, and, you know, there's just some opponents that it's just not acceptable to get sent off against. There's, do you know what I mean? You can understand it if Bosnia were playing Spain or they were playing, you know, a, a key game against sort of, you know, one of the, the neighbours that they needed to do well or something. But he's Andorra, you know. I just think it's especially poor to get that off. I think, if, and, I, and I know that doesn't really make sense. But you know what I mean? I just think yeah, yeah. the guy's showing a complete lack of uh, discipline there, hasn't he? You know, what some some supporters will laugh at his behaviour and be like, "Oh, Bezic, he's a nutter." But I, I don't see it. I don't see him if he's going to behave like that. He's not going to get a, a chance anytime soon under Roberto because Roberto won't take no behaviour like that. So, but threadbare as our squad is, we need players. Don't need players suspended, do we? we need yeah. players available. What about um, PSG throwing in a bit for Coleman as well? That was a surprise, wasn't it? Was it genuine? No, if it was genuine. Well, then, I mean, was anything, gen- was anything genuine in the transfer window? Exactly. Or was it just driven by the media? But it seemed it's like, okay. it yeah. like because the, me- the, the media couldn't sell stones, the next day they tried to sell Coleman. Maybe was that was it, the case. James Coleman is a fantastic player, a great player. It's just another, you know, another rumor there. But there was there was that many of them. It's it's now it's now we've got no rumors to talk about until January. So we've just got to draw a line under it and get on with it. Um, let my hair grow. Let your hair grow back. Um, <laughs> and you know, Stones are still at the club. It is a positive. We've signed yeah. we've signed uh, four players this summer, which, uh, as I said before, welcome additions. But we could have really done a lot better in the in the market. And I'm sure a lot of Evertonians would probably say that. Um, but I think the main focus now is getting back to the football, getting again yeah. getting into Chelsea on Saturday because there couldn't be a better time to play them. Let's be honest, and um, no. it's usually lively when we do play them. Our records a bit hit and miss over the years of Goodison against them, and then after that we've got the Swansea game, we've got we've got the Reading game, haven't we? And then we've got the the Derby as well coming up in October. So when are you going on holiday? Going on holiday on Tuesday, Mark. Yeah, you going so on holiday? I'll be on Tuesday. for the Swansea game and the the West Brom game. The West Brom, and that's the Monday night, isn't it? So you go on holiday, get your sun hat on, get your sun hat on, and uh, grow your hair back, and then. So we won't, we won't be doing a podcast. We might, we could do one after the Chelsea game, and then we'll see. Yes, absolutely, we could do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Chelsea fanciers don't want to put the mockers on it and say that you know um, that they're playing poorly because last time I said that they, you know, I hadn't even sat down and Chelsea would tune them up. So I think we'll yeah. that next. Let's just hope that Chelsea continues to sort of play that. But I think that's what we go positive, and then our best players like to tell folk, use what they've got, and we can hurt anyone. We can. You just got to believe we, we can hurt. Delafoe's got to got to be starting for me. Delafoe's got to start. He's got to be fit enough now. He's had a fortnight. Um, Lukaku against his old club. Chelsea, uh, John Stones will be able to make an impression. Goodison yeah. Park bouncing. You know. I can't see nothing but three points. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I wanted to finish on a positive day for one say, Mark. <laughs> hey, hey, let's have it. Let's, have it. let's go first on match of the day. You win 5-0. <laughs> you know. First on match of the day? You are pushing it now. I am. I've already taken match of the day. Now that is confidence. I've already taken it. <laughs> you've I mean, already taken it. Not a care in the world. I think we'll have it. You've looked, you've looked into your crystal ball there. I'm open, so anyway, Mark. Well, anyway, it's been good to catch up with you. Um, we'll speak again after the Chelsea game. Um, we have to do the the little plug for the show at the end, don't we? Everton fan focus on iTunes. Um, everyone seems to be doing it on iTunes these days, don't they? But 
You can do that on the podcast app. Um, just search Everton Fan Focus. You can also find, follow us on SoundCloud, Everton Fan Focus. Um, people have said about Android users, and we're, both of us are a bit, a bit uh, daft when it comes to technology, but I believe that the best way of using it on Android would be to download the SoundCloud app and listen to it off that, but I think it's only really advisable if you're in Wi-Fi. So. Um, but I don't work in IT, and I'm far from clued up. Just too... I certainly don't work. Just two Evertonians talking about Everton here <laughs> via satellite by the sounds of it. <laughs> but anyway, all right, Mark, good to speak to you. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for everyone listening. We'll speak to you soon. Bye now. Ta Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.